Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the fourth episode of But What If It's Perfect. I'm your host, Panda. And let me just tell you right off the bat that I'm Hispanic, and sometimes I am too tough. I am too tough. Very, very prideful. Sometimes I just hear somebody say something ignorant like, oh, (laughs) I don't know. A lot of Mexicans are rapists and murderers and drug dealers and bad people. But I'm sure that some of them are good as well. You know, sometimes I hear that and I'm just too tough on the person who said that. I I say things like, I'm not going to vote for you and I will never get caught dead voting for you. That can just be too tough. Sometimes I hear 45 say things like, Don't even bother negotiating with Little Rocket Man, Mr. Secretary of State. It's pointless. And I'm just too tough on Mr. 45 because I don't want to have nuclear war with North Korea. I don't think it's what's necessary. I don't think it's what's needed. I think there are ways around that. And if our Secretary of State, God bless his idiotic soul, wants to try to negotiate with North Korea, then he should. Please, please do whatever you can to avoid nuclear war. Ignore our moronic president, who I believe the Secretary of State referred to as a fucking moron. Fucking moron. Which he is. (laughs) But let's, let's just try for a little bit to not piss off the countries that have nuclear bombs and are more than willing to use them. Let's maybe try to work with them and say, hey, we have nuclear bombs, you have nuclear bombs. Maybe we can, you know, come to an agreement of some sort that doesn't involve the fall of mankind. Perhaps that would be the best way to go about this right now. No, 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 sorry. The best way to go about it would obviously be to passive-aggressively tweet to the nation and the world about how we're so much better than them and how little Rocket Man has no idea what he's doing. Here's the thing. When you call somebody who's the leader of a nation, no matter how they became that leader, if you call somebody who's the leader of a nation with nuclear bombs little Rocket Man, you're essentially being the same person that I was in high school, which is, eh. I don't like you. I'm going to call you names. And we don't know anything about the gentleman from North Korea. So why are we instigating with him? Why not, I don't know, try to smooth the waters? I mean, that would be logical, wouldn't it? That would make sense. That would make sense. And, And the funny part to me is that Mr. 45 is so willing to go to war with North Korea when there's, I don't know, the largest ocean in the world separating us. When he is having trouble getting aid to Puerto Rico, which is not only in the smaller of the two major oceans in the world, but it's not even across it. It's actually pretty close. And he's saying he can't get aid to Puerto Rico. Oh, the poor people. I'll give them some paper towels and I'll throw it to them. 
And then I'll get flashlights and I'll say, you don't even need this anymore. Why are we giving you guys flashlights? You don't even need this. Uh, Mr. 45, 95% of the island is without power. So even though you fly in and only see the best part and then throw some paper towels and leave, it doesn't mean that the rest of the island is just as well off as that part that you visited. So throw the paper towels Give them flashlights, but don't belittle them as you do it. Are you kidding me? What kind of... And then to have the press conference <laughs> and say, well, this isn't a real disaster, not like Katrina was. I'm sorry. Yes. Talk to the people who are dealing with a natural disaster and tell them, oh, it's not as bad as the other one that we dealt with 13 years ago. Oh, how horrible. <laughs> how horrible. God. How, how the Electoral College made him our president, I will never understand. I will never understand how that happened. <sighs> Anyways. I'm drinking a little glass of wine tonight. Let me just take a little sip here. I don't like it. It's not very good. Uh, I picked it up from my local grocery store, and it is a Famigli, F-A-M-I-G-L-I-E, Suave. Uh, it's 2016. It, it's not very good. Don't bother. That's a no. That's a big X. Let me just let me give it one more little try here. Ugh. No, <clears throat> no. It's a dry white. From Italy and I mean maybe it's your thing you can go out and try it I'm not gonna nope that's going down the drain that's just me though that's just me what are you guys drinking today I want to know what you guys are drinking I'm gonna have some, some water now I'll try to clear out that ugh, aftertaste from my mouth that was not good guys sorry anyways 45 what a great time every day is something new and it was funny because when he was first elected there was almost a, a sense of okay it won't be that bad right it won't be that it can't be that bad it just can't be that bad and then and then he was inaugurated and the first few weeks were just complete hell and it became Okay, this will die down soon, right? This can't this can't keep up. This has to die down. Things will eventually mellow out. We'll be okay. We'll just get through this rough patch and everything will be fine. <sighs> Weeks turn into months. And months has turned into nine months. <sighs> Ten months? How have we survived this? How we're still here with nuclear war on our doorstep and civil war and not far behind? We have made it, almost, through ten full months. I think we should be proud of ourselves for that. Somehow he continues to spend more time at golf courses than 
in the Oval Office after after nonstop just continuously berating Barack Obama for golfing a few times during his presidency. He spends more time at golf courses than in the Oval Office. This man we're supposed to call president doesn't give a crap about Puerto Rico. He goes to South Dakota and in the midst of their horrible drought tells them, well, you're better off than Texas while it was going through Hurricane Harvey. This is the man who we elected. Sorry, we didn't elect him. The Electoral College elected him. I'm sorry. That's my bad. How, how it happened is beyond me. But that's what happened this week. Those, those are just a few of the news nuggets that he, that, that he brought to us this week. Every week is a new week. Every day is a new day. You never know what he's going to say. You never know what's going to happen. In a way, it's, it's almost fun. It's fun in a way that the president of your country should never be fun. <laughs> you should never be afraid of waking up the next day to a nuclear bomb going off within a few miles of your house. This is the world we live in. This is the country that we live in right now. And if slash when he is impeached, is Mike Pence going to be any better? I mean, he will be the horrible Republican that a lot of us don't want. But at least he won't cause nuclear war with North Korea. That's the benefit, right? I mean, yeah, we may have to deal with some regressions in terms of, you know, life, liberty, and justice. But at least we won't die in a nuclear holocaust. I'm kind of weighing out the pros and cons in my head right now, and I'm not even, not even sure I prefer that. Can we just impeach both of them? Can we do that? Is that a thing? I'm being facetious, of course, but I wish. I do wish we could just snap our fingers and poof. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hmm. So two months ago, I took a drastic leap in my life and I decided to move closer to the nation's capital. I accepted a job in Northern Virginia and I moved out here from my wonderful, wonderful state of Wisconsin. The state where I was born and raised, the state where I lived my whole entire life, the state that I miss. Honestly, there are things about Wisconsin that I never thought I'd miss, but I really miss. It isn't the same in Virginia. The lifestyle, the people, everything. It's very different. It's very different. And it's interesting because I moved out here not knowing anybody, not having a friend, not having any family, not having anything except for a job in a room waiting for me. I packed up my car and I drove out here with my sister. Flew her back and it was just me. 
and I never really thought about it because moving across country in itself is very difficult. Moving across country to a place where you know nobody is very difficult. Moving cross country to accept a totally unfamiliar job is very difficult. All these things and more put together makes the whole transition, I, I hate to be redundant, but very difficult. <laughs> very difficult. And when I went on this trip with my sister, I was planning on driving by myself. I was going to make the, the 14 plus or eh, 13 plus hour drive from Wisconsin to Northern Virginia by myself. And I realized I didn't really want to make that drive alone. And I was planning on flying my sister out here anyways to spend time with me shortly after I arrived. So I came to the conclusion that if she was free that weekend, I'd just drive with her. We'd have some quality family time. And I would fly her back when we got here. And that's exactly what we did. I drove an hour and a half out of my way to pick her up. Make sure I had a room in the front seat, first of all. <laughs> and then I drove with her out of here. I made a couple stops along the way. I had always, when I was a kid, my mom used to make the most delicious sausages. And they were Sage Bob Evans sausages. And they were amazing. They were absolutely amazing. I loved them. <laughs> so ever since then, I had always thought of Bob Evans as just a brand of sausage. I never thought about it as, as anything else. Until uh, one day when I was a teenager driving to D.C., I saw Bob Evans' restaurant, and I'm like, what? I need to go there now. But we didn't, and I never got to experience Bob Evans, the restaurant. So <laughs> I don't remember seeing that one, right? So as my sister and I are driving to Northern Virginia along the same route that we used to take with our father to D.C., I saw Bob Evans' restaurant, and I was like, okay, we're stopping. I need to get some Bob Evans sausages in my life right now. So we pull over, went, got some breakfast at Bob Evans. It was delicious. <laughs> I think I might have let my excitement to have Bob Evans again cloud my mind a little bit because <laughs> as good as the breakfast was, and it, it was, you know, typical cheapish restaurant breakfast, I, my, my experience was immediately dampened when I drove just a few miles down the road and there was another Bob Evans and then another Bob Evans and then another Bob Evans and I get here and there's Bob Evans is everywhere. And I realized it wasn't just a little shop that you happen to see that happens to make sausage for the whole country. It was a chain of restaurants that make sausage for the whole country. And the worst part is they didn't even have, they didn't even have the sage sausage on the menu. I couldn't even get the same sausage. I had to get their original sausage. And I wanted sage in my life. I wanted sage in my life at that moment, and I wasn't given any. Nonetheless, I have not had Bob Evans again since I got here, even though I live within a mile and a half of one. Granted, I have tried, but that place is crazy busy. Crazy busy. And, and it's unfortunate because in Wisconsin, there's little mom-and-pop diners everywhere, and there's you know, locally owned restaurants everywhere and all these great brunch places. It's awesome. 
But in Northern Virginia, there's just nothing except for chains. There are very few mom and pop breakfast restaurants around here. So when I do want a nice brunch on a Saturday or Sunday, there's really no options. So I've tried to go to Bob Evans a few times, and I get there and there's a wait. It's like waiting for a Denny's. I'm sorry, I'm not going to wait for Bob Evans. I'm not going to wait for Denny's. Not going to wait for a Perkins. Not going to wait for IHOP. That's just not happening. It's not good enough to warrant that. If I can sit down and get some pancakes reasonably quickly, sure, I will gladly be a patron of your establishment. But if I have to sit there and wait, and then sit there and wait some more for your pancakes, they're not that good, bro. I'm not doing that. So I haven't had it since I moved here. Either way, we went there. It was it was pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good. Guest of the vehicle went back on our way. And as we're arriving to, to D.C., we're, we're just sharing some really good moments together. And she had never had a tattoo to this point. And I had always been bugging her to get a tattoo. I'm like, look, look. You need to get a tattoo. I have a bunch. You need to get one eventually. I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this, but we got her first tattoo together. I got a matching one, kinda. But it was, it was a really nice tattoo. It was a really good experience because we were a little rushed. We had to catch her plane back. The, the plane was, was in Baltimore, so it was a few hours away at that point. And we found some little tattoo shop that was open on a Sunday. It was kind of a dive. I mean, most good tattoo shops are going to be dives where it's just like you walk in and you're like, I'm not really sure I want to be here. But for her first time, I was kind of hoping it'd be like a little bit nicer. It wasn't. Just some dude with a bunch of Marvel comics on the wall. And uh, they gave us both tattoos. They were pretty acceptable. It was a pretty good experience. My sister helped me move my stuff to the apartment and the uh, and the storage unit that I had rented for six months and brought her to the airport, watched her go through that security line. Off she went and alone I was. And it doesn't really hit you how alone you are until something happens and you just want somebody to talk to. And instead of hanging out with somebody and going to a bar and having a drink and playing some darts or you know, going to see them and just sit in their, in their house and living room on a couch, just talk with them face to face. Instead of even having the option to do these things, you have to call and hope that they're not busy with somebody else who's closer to them. And even then, you know, I don't have a lot of family in my life. And my brother and my sister meant a lot to me. They mean a lot to me. And I wish my brother and his family as much as possible when I lived near them. And my sister was a little bit further away, but I would still make a point to see her as much as I could. You know, if we went a couple months without seeing each other, it was very unusual, and we'd have to spend a couple days straight together. That's just the way we were. And so I even have that option to, to know that I have to fly out there. It can't just be a spur-of-the-moment thing. I have to plan ahead to have family time. And to see my friends, I have to fly into the city to spend time with them. 
It's difficult. Because I was comfortable with my life. You know? I was comfortable with my job, with my friends, with my situation, with my family. I was Everything was great. And you get offered this thing that you think is going to change your life forever. Or at least get you in a step towards the direction that you want to be in. And you take it. And you don't realize everything you're giving up. I guess we're getting a little deep today. Because... Not everybody gets the opportunity, but if you ever do get the opportunity, if you come across something or a job opportunity that you look at objectively, and you say objectively, this is the right step for me, you can't just stop there. You have to look at it much deeper than that. You have to really, really look inside yourself and decide, is this something that's right for me? Not just on a professional level, but on a personal level. And I think that's overlooked. At least I overlooked it. Now, it's a decision that I made. It's a decision that I'm going to make uh, my best to make sure it, it goes as well as possible. It's a decision that I, I can't spend time regretting because this is a decision I made. There's no looking back in life. There's only looking forward, right? And just to ring back to the first episode, if I hadn't taken the job, if I hadn't moved across the country... How would I have known if it wasn't perfect? Maybe it would have been perfect. If I would have never taken that, I would have lived my whole life wondering what would have happened if I had taken that. Sure, it might not have worked out, but what if it had? And it still could. It absolutely still could. It absolutely could still be everything I hoped and dreamed it would be, but there are so many things you have to take into account and reestablishing everything in your life. It's absolutely one of them because you have a certain rapport with everybody, with everybody, with all of your friends, with all of your workmates. Everybody knows what to expect from you. Everybody knows the kind of person you are. And you go somewhere new and you have to build and earn that respect and that trust all over again with everybody. Even though to you, you've already earned that respect. You've already, you've already done everything you need to to get to that point. And you know what you've had to do to get to that point in your life. But they don't know. As far as they're concerned, you were just handed this. You're handed this, you didn't do anything to earn it. What are you doing here? And that's the reality. That's the reality of the situation. So, take your time making decisions. Really think things through. Really decide is this something that I want for the rest of my life? Is this something that I want for the foreseeable future? Because it's hard. If you don't have family and friends around you, you need to make all new friends. And you really can't make new family. <laughs> I mean, you, you can. Okay, hold on. You can make new family, but that takes nine to ten months minimum to develop. <laughs> and then even then, it's a very one-sided affair for a very long time. You know, for a minimum, minimum 20-some years before it really starts to become a two-way street fully. You know, it's mostly one way. Every once in a while, somebody will turn the wrong way down the wrong one way, and you'll be like, whoa, what's that person doing? And then it'll go back to normal, right? That's kind of <laughs> that's kind of adding to the family in a nutshell. But you can't make new family. You can't make new friends unless you go out there and try. But it just it doesn't happen quickly. So 
man, what a crazy week. Between Puerto Rico and, and North Korea and uh, 45 and uh, the, the mass shooting in, in Las Vegas. And I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's just horrible. I'm not even going to get into the gun debate. I'm not even going to get into anything like that today because it's already been a long enough episode for everybody. But mm, mm. I had friends in Vegas, and I can't even imagine. I can't imagine being somewhere like Summerfest or any concert and all of a sudden just be under a barrage of bullets. How horrible. How horrible. My thoughts are with you guys. As always, let me know what you guys are drinking. Let me know what you thought. Give me any comments, any uh, thoughts. I appreciate it. Let me just try this wine one more time. Ugh, no, do not buy it. Do not buy it. Have a good week. Oh, don't buy that wine. <laughs>